Hello everyone, Scott here from Breakaway Seminars and this is the Dear Scott episode three. And as a reminder, um, you guys send me a bunch of questions and I wanna do my best to get and answer those questions. And so I decided to record myself on video answering your questions about dentistry and practice management. And so here we are in episode three. The question I'm answering today, the question says, Dear Scott, I'm seeing more and more dental practices focusing a large amount of time on how to make the entire patient experience better. Can you share two to three things that I could start doing next week to immediately improve our patient experience? All right. Well, I can share a lot more than two to three things. So patient experience. When I think about patient experience, uh, really, when I think about almost anything in life, I, I tend to like categorize things. I tend to like create this like outline, this bullet point list in my head about things. And so patient experience to me has categories. It has the category of the look and feel of the facility, the dental practice. It has the category of like what amenities they're receiving to make their visit comfortable. It also has a category of like the business processes and systems that make the patient experience good. So I'll, I'll touch on all three of those as much as I can here. Um, so let's start with the facility. Um, it's, it's important for us that we, we pay a little more attention to the way a facility looks. I just came back from a practice in the Northeast where the practice is very successful. The doctor's taking home over $800,000 take home pay per year. And I walked through the facility and I'm starting, I started noticing that there's scratches all over the walls. There's an empty coffee bar. There's just junk clutter everywhere in the hallway. There's a countertop with all the staff clutter on it. You go in and have a, in, in the panel room, there's, there's overflowing trash can and there's storing carts in the panel room and all these things on the facility, you know, uh, uh, the ceiling was actually falling down a little bit in one part of the practice and to the doctor and the staff, it's normal. They look at it every day. It's the same thing. It, it, it's like, it's like us looking in the mirror every day and we look the same, but we don't really notice we're slightly gaining weight every day and every week until we look at an old photo of us and we're like, holy cow, I gained weight. See, we're just used to it. We're just used to the way our office looks. We're used to the way it smells. It's all normal to us, but to a patient, they are judging us by their perception of this. Patients today are not the same as they used to be. Patients today are like, they've got Pinterest boards on decor and design and are watching shows on it online and on TV. And I mean, they come in with a different sense of fashion and different sense of organization. And they better walk into our practice thinking that they could Pinterest our practice because that's how good it is. See, we have to be HGTV approved. Our decor has to be spot on. Our lobby has to be modern because... If our lobby's modern, our dentistry's modern. Our restrooms better be clean. A dirty restroom means dirty dentistry. A cluttered front desk means cluttered billing. You see, we have to have a fresh set of eyes now walk through our practice and look at the facility first. Is everything clean? Have we taken away every scratch, every stain, every piece of clutter? I don't know why, but over time, it seems like we have more like, um, brochures and more like signs about financing and 
signs about like clear liner therapies. And like, suddenly we just clutter our whole practice with all of these messages. When what we really should do is simplify and minimalize all of this kind of input that a patient might get. We want them to only see and feel cleanliness and order. And it needs to be not just clean, obviously, but it needs to be uh, modern and trendy and look good like it was like it's a newly built practice. We should look like a newly built, newly decorated practice every day. What does your practice look like? If I were to take a photo of your practice right now and put it on my screen in one of my lectures and show 150 people in my master's seminar what your practice looks like, would they be taking photos with their phone because it looks so well? Or would you be cringing and not wanting to hear our opinions on what we're looking at? Hopefully, you're going to take your practice to the level where you're proud of what you have and that patient experience is going to be good. You see, there's this whole kind of subconscious conversation that we are having with the patient without speaking a word. Our practice is speaking to the patient. Our patient is, speaking, is, is analyzing and, and judging our practice based on all of these little moments that are are not out of our mouth there you know is our couch modern is our restroom clean does the music sound good does it smell good okay we need a modern facility the next category of patient experience has to do with amenities so things we do things we buy products we provide all to make the experience more comfortable so in the lobby amenities would be a video game area for kids uh, a curing machine for coffee, a small um, refrigerator with miniature bottles of water. We would have music that is enjoyable. We'd have scent coming from a scent unit so the office smells good. It doesn't smell like a dental office. Then we go into the operatory. We have amenities like TV on the ceiling with Netflix, TV in front of the patient as well. We've got weighted blankets on the legs, heated neck pillows, a lemon-scented, moist, warm towelette to clean up with when they're done. Our cabotrons have um, watered down, uh, Listerine going through them so that every cleaning tastes and feels good and fresh. Um, are, are giving injections painlessly by using a three-step process with high strength topical and, and a dental vibe and, and heated up anesthetic carpules to body temperature. All of these things to like provide an amazing experience. Our children have toy machines to pick from they've um they're getting stickers there's a whole process around what it's like to be a child in a dental office to the point where that child when they get home that night is going to ask if they can come back tomorrow those are amenities imagine you're that patient that walks in and it's beautiful in the lobby it's clean it's organized it's stocked it smells good it sounds good i have a coffee i have a bottle of water my kids playing video games i go to the operatory i i watch tv and I don't feel the shot and the cleaning tastes good. And I've got a, a blanket and I've got this heated spa pillow. And when, when I'm all said and done, I like, I clean up with a warm lemon scented spa towelette. Like, Oh my God, what a great patient experience and all of that. And you, we haven't even talked about the dentist, the hygienist, you know, that is the facility and the amenities creating this very like predictable choreographed experience for the patient. That's the second category is amenities. And we got the third category, which is the business systems processes. And that I could spend 
days talking about. I'm actually, I, I do actually in one of my business seminars, but at least I want you to think on the surface here, our systems impact patient experience. If our phone call is trained and scripted to take three minutes and result in scheduling, that's a better experience than an untrained person having an unscripted phone call that is choppy and clunky and may or may not result in scheduling and it takes 10 minutes. Have you ever contacted another company? It's so frustrating dealing with them on the phone that like you already have a bad impression about the company just because of the way they handle the phone. Same thing with a restaurant, right? How they handle reservations. We need to be um, focused on, in part on the patient experience when we look at our systems and processes. For example, what do you do when a patient needs treatment? You, you're going to present finances. You're going to present a treatment plan. What do you show them? Do you show them that huge report out of your practice management software that has everything itemized and listed and looks like a hospital bill? It's not in English. It shows all these numbers everywhere. And it's confusing about insurance. And the patient looks at this and like, oh, my God, I don't understand. And the treatment coordinator has to spend 10 minutes giving them a PPO plan lesson just to read this sheet of paper so that the patient can just understand what they're going to owe. That's not a good patient experience. However, what if that form was simple? It was in English. It didn't have a bunch of numbers on it. It just had a few. And it was very obvious. This is what you owe to be healthy. And these are your two or three options to pay. That takes a couple minutes. That is simple. And it continues this patient experience momentum. We don't stop it with confusion. We don't stop it with something that looks expensive. We continue it. It was easy to be comfortable in the practice. It was easy to sit through the appointment. It's easy to understand how much it costs. It's easy to call and schedule. Everything is easy. We take away the friction. But doing that means we have to get out of our body and get inside the mind of the patient and then experience our practice. See, we have reasons why we do things that may not be good for patients. We have reasons why we wanna print out that treatment plan form. We have reasons why we want a phone call to take forever because we want all this information. There's always reasons to do the wrong thing. We don't intend to do the wrong thing. We've got good reasons to do what ends up being the wrong thing. We need to understand that what we do isn't just about us. Maybe more importantly, it's about the patient. So what is it like as a patient to call, to schedule, to walk in, to sit, to get treatment, to walk out, to pay? What is it like for them? That encompasses patient experience, the facility, the amenities, and the systems. And of course, there's other things you could come up with. You could talk about the staff treatment of the patients and the culture, the practice, and all kinds of things like that. But my brain focuses heavily on those three things because those three things are easily controlled and changed. I can buy a new product. I can paint a wall. I can change the way we present finances. I can, with purpose, create a wonderful patient experience. That patient that sends me another patient that sends me another patient that all come back for cleanings, that all need treatment, and it's easy for them to say yes. And then suddenly our startup practice is doing $2 million. That's what I want, I want to have in my startup practice. If I buy a practice, I want to go to that. A patient experience driven set of decisions. All right. I hope that answered your question on patient experience and you got a few tips out of that. 
I invite you to send me more questions. You can send them on Instagram or LinkedIn or email us. Find us on social media. You can follow me at on Instagram at dr.scott.leune and not just uh, see episodes like this, but also see a glimpse into my personal life, my five kids, and my beautiful wife, and, and all the craziness that I'm attached to. All right, that's the end of this episode. Thank you for watching and look for the next episode coming up. Thank you. Thank you.